Jesus, uh, part of our Christian training. The, the basic Christian training actually starts when one is baptized, whether as an infant or as an adult. The expectation of the church and God Himself is that you begin to grow. Okay? You grow in all ramifications of your life as a Christian. So it can be useful to yourself. Your Christian faith can be useful to you and useful to God. And one of the responsibilities you have in your Christian training is the ability to engage your spirit. The ability to be able to engage your spirit, especially in the act of worship. As a matter of fact, it is expected that you engage your spirit all the time. That's what it means to say one is living in the spirit. To engage your spirit is a consciousness you sustain. It affects the way you pray. It affects the way you sing. Everything you do, you do it with from the bowel of your soul. Okay? There's this consciousness. Or else, if you don't develop that, you will see yourself just operating on the flesh. You know, do it carnally. There's no difference between you're talking out there with somebody and then you're talking to God. Uh, there's no difference between singing any song outside there and singing to God. I think the choir people they say to sing is what? To, to pray twice. So they must sustain a consciousness. And anything that comes out of you represents your spirit. You know. And in the course of that, that over time, through, uh, you know, people who are who drip in the spirit, that when you are singing or when you are praying, you pray from your womb, the womb of your heart. You sing from the womb of your heart. And so, the song and the whatever you say comes from the depth of your heart. Even Jesus himself said it. Say, out of the what? The abundance of the heart. And when you do it that way, you will see that it has some grace around it. It carries grace. It carries some kind of atmosphere. That's basically the language there. It carries some kind of atmosphere. So you must struggle to sustain that type of disposition. In the charismatic, they tell you when they are praying, say, please, enter the spirit. Enter the spirit, you know. <laughs> enter the spirit. They want to maintain that consciousness. The church itself says active participation, meaning that your spirit must be actively involved. Very important. Have you noticed, among us Catholics, they go to Mass. They can keep quiet from the beginning of the Mass to the end. They don't say a word. The, the vast category of people just are there. The Lord be with you. This is the word of the Lord. Lift up your heart. What we are doing is not for them. Not that they decided to do it, but there is a laxity in their spirit. They don't communicate. Then there's another group who get involved. You hear their voice, but their minds are not connected. Their minds are not connected. You understand? Their minds are not connected. Then the small group are those who are connected. Those who are connected. You know? Those who are connected. So, which group do you belong to? Which group do you belong to? Are you conscious of what you are doing? Are you sustaining that consciousness? Because that consciousness is not actually, you know, triggers your growth in the spirit. Because as you are conscious, God can be dropping things in your spirit. And you see yourself getting pregnant all the time. Your spirit will be alive. But if you're just there, you're just doing for doing sake, you know. No, 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 you can't get connected. You can't. And the whole thing will not benefit you. That's why one of the ways to help yourself connect is not to be distracted. When you come, don't get distracted by people. Because as we come here like this, you know, there's a lot of distraction, you know. Somebody passes, somebody does this, you want to look at everything, you want to, you will be distracted. And once you are distracted, you can't connect. Very important, you know. So then just take note of that. That's so why we can really embellish our souls. We are, we are doing a lot, and so let us not be like people who toy so much and reap very little. Um, the the readings of today, James continues again, where we stopped yesterday about 
guarding our lives. That the three greatest doors through which the devil releases his onslaught against our lives is through our what? Our tongue, our what? Our hearts, and then our what? Our bodies. But the first of the first of all is the heart. He wants to dominate your heart. Once he dominates your heart, he now dominates your tongue. He uses your tongue to proclaim whatever he has crystallized in your in your heart. Then whatever you say will definitely show up in your body. You see. So part of a Christian growth is that as you grow and you learn this 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 reality, you will guard yourself. And then begin to let when the Bible says speaking in tongues, it's not just speaking in tongues the way we say it, but speaking the gospel language. It's a gospel language. The Bible says that those of them who are redeemed don't say they are sick. They don't say they are dying. They don't say my life is finished. Those are salacious languages when it comes to the journey of faith. The Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. You see, you don't confess what the devil is trying to impose upon your life. You confess the content of your faith. The Bible says the righteous shall live by faith. So what is in your faith? That's where you live from. Okay? So James you know, uh, uh, talked about it today. That we must be very careful. He says, let every man be quick to hear, but slow to speak. For you, for, for you to maintain some level of uh, you know, uh, 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 agility in speaking, it means that you have to be conscious of yourself. You know, slow to speak, slow to anger. Slow to anger. He said, for the anger of men does not work the righteousness of God. These are very practical. The anger of men does not what? work the righteousness of God. Then why do we get angry? Why do we get inflamed? Why do we get raged? Why? Why? It means your soul has been conquered. It means your soul is that it's a siege. It doesn't matter how we brandish ourselves. A few years ago, when I was reading on this, the Lord began to deal with me because where I had my big, my major encounter was in healing. I was someone who was very sick when I was young, so sick that the hospital could not help me. My father was always, you know, hopeless. You know, I, 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 the pictures are still very, very, you know, uh, fresh in my mind. Between the age of 15, that to 20, 22, 23, 24 years, it was a, it was hell for me. Every year I get sick, three, four, five months. You know, terrible sickness that they can't decipher what is wrong, but you see me, I will machine with all kinds of pores all over my body. All kinds of strange things are just happening to me. And it happens every year. It happens every year. I was a church person. I was going to church and all kinds of things. I was having a mass. Okay? But when the Lord began to teach me, began to train me on how to be liberated, one of the things he made me understand is that you must grow in love. That one of the things that hosts sickness in, in people's body is what? Is pain, rage, anger. These are hosts that keep sickness. Are you aware that scientists nowadays too, they are beginning to talk about it, incurring cancer. There's a session where they take people to counsel them to forgive before you know, the further process of helping to recover from cancer. And there have been records as they say that those of them who are Catholics, they are more open to receiving healing faster than those who are not Catholics because they are used to already going to confession because that's where they pour out their hearts. So we must understand that the anger of men does not work the righteousness of God. So if it's not working the righteousness of God, it's working the righteousness of death. That's why you must grow as a Christian. Work to grow in love. Are you aware too that the power of your prayer is not how many prayers you make, how many times you spend in prayer, is but how much of love sustains your prayer. Are you aware of that? The power of your prayer is the amount of love that your soul has crystallized. Not whether you shout, not whether you jump around and see fire, or you spend hours and spend, and your soul has some bitterness, some anger, some all those things. No, no, no. Your prayer will have less power. As the Lord began to train me in the deliverance ministry, sometimes I've done, gone to do some deliverance and I was really embarrassed. And I said, Lord, why? I'm, I'm anointed. He said, yes, you're anointed, but your soul has darkness. I said, what do you mean by that? He said, you have no love. Let go this, let go this, let go this. I began to train myself to deal with hurt, deal with hurt. 
accumulated negative energies that one small thing will happen. You will get so angry. They'll be asking, is it because of this small thing? It's not that small thing that happened. No. It is accumulated once in the past. That's why when you begin to grow, grow in love, the next level the Lord will take you to is you don't take offense. You can be irritated, but you don't take offense and make it and make a case out of it. When you are like that, darkness has taken over your soul. You are looking good outside, but inside, darkness is one driving you like a driver. On that realm, your prayer is nullified. You lack spiritual power to be able to pray the things of God. Yourself, you have no peace. Then you are having vassals that will host sickness. Any sickness that comes one day will find accommodation there. Because the thing that brings sickness is there. Bitterness, rage, hurt, anger, unforgiveness. That's why no matter the case you have with anybody, no matter how dirty the, the case is, child of God is not for you. The Lord said, leave vengeance for God. And without love, love is the ingredient that makes for Christian growth. So you must pursue it. Look at your life very well. Those areas in your life where the devil has tied you down. And every time that area is, is touched, ah, anger comes, uh, offense will come, you will be enraged. Go and deal with it. Don't even pray about another thing. Go there and deal with it. Make sure you keep praying and say, Lord, give me grace to conquer this dimension. Because that is where the devil has punctured your life. He's taking that access into you. Jesus said, offenses must surely come. So James is asking us to work on that seriously. Therefore, put away all filthiness and ranks of growth of wickedness. See, ranks of growth of what? Wickedness. And receive with meekness the implanted word. The implanted word, which is able to save your soul. Why is the devil filling your heart with all these things we're talking about? Because he doesn't want the word of God to have his place richly in your, in your heart. Many say, Father, I don't understand. This is what you're talking about all the time. How can I do it? I've tried. It doesn't come. Yes, because there, there's, no, there's no room left again. All the people are occupied with cases, with hearts, with unforgiveness, with selfishness. And all kinds of human um, whatever we, we, we talk about. So when the word comes to take you through your life, everything occupied, flush yourself. It is something you do deliberately. You go into yourself, look at the history of all the things that have hurt you, write them down, and begin to address them. Yes, I'm closing this case. This case, I'm closing it. I'm closing it. After that, you squeeze it, burn it, and say, as I'm burning here, no more reference to you again. You are a closed case. Are you aware that witchcraft, witchcraft you knows strive more? Where there's hurt, where there's anger, where there's uh, all this rancor, and the rest of them. Witchcraft opens. That's the fuel that powers witchcraft. It's very rare to see a small girl that is a, a, a real wizard. But the elderly ones who have accumulated so much hurt over the years, that the ones who have the propensity to carry that spell that promotes witchcraft. Very important. Finally, James now says, be the doers of the word and not just the hearers. It's a battle. It's a battle. Fight against yourself. Conquer yourself. That ego that is there, that powers, because without ego, nobody will be offended. Without ego, nobody will be offended. Take away ego. Hmm. The sheep has no ego. Man, you see, it's just run away. Kick it, it's run away. He has no ego inside of him. But once you are having your pride, this is me, and you are sustaining it, whether overtly or covertly, you know, some, some they, their own is, is shown everywhere. Some is inside. Until you get touch that area, you will see the thing come out like a lion. They will roar out. Come on. And the anger will overtake you. Your body will be what? Shaking like this. So you, can't, you will say nonsense. You want, to, you want to stop, you can't stop. And if the opponent is the one that is like, also like you, you wire you one, you wire two, then the thing increases again. You think it's a small thing. You don't know it's a monster. Each time it is triggered, it enters another level of glory. Until it overcomes you, you do something strange. Then your eye will open. He's sitting there quietly, eating his food every day. You must conquer yourself. 
conquer your ego. You are the one to conquer it. Nobody will conquer it for you. No amount of prayer can do it. You are the one to sit down and tell yourself the truth. Or to arrest that spirit, you cannot grow in the Lord. You can't walk in victory. And let me tell you, one secret of the spirit, the longer they stay, the longer they gain ascendance in your life. But one thing is that before you die, they will torment you. They will torment you. The Bible says, even when they are young, when they are old, they shall be full of sap, still green. Why is that those who are advancing in age, uh, they are always sick? They say, no, it's old age. It's not old age. The Lord said it's not what old age. If the Spirit of God is in you, even your old age is still strong. What brings this is accumulated hearts. And check well. Have you noticed some people who are very, very old who are sick? When you go to them and talk with them, you see that sometimes they are so insensitive. They are still very angry. Have you taken care of someone who is sick, who is old? Who is old? Have you noticed that? They are easily, they say they can do anything to you. I'm wondering, you are sick, you are still acting like this. Because their heart is so darkened. You are respecting an old person, but you see that his heart has grown wide. So insensitive. They can't talk anyhow. Accumulated hurt, accumulated revenge, accumulated unforgiveness. Dear child of God, don't allow your heart to carry this garbage. Deal with it. Deal with it. Pray about it. God, tell God, please remove this from my heart. And if you are sincere, the Lord will feel just flush it from you and give you a heart of flesh instead. At this Mass, we come to Jesus again. We ask Him, Lord, finish up the work you have started. We are baptized. We receive, your, we receive your body and blood every day. But we want to grow. We want to come out of all these shackles and have eternal peace in our hearts. May God bless us with our surprise, our Lord. First, uh, part of our Christian training, the, the, the basic Christian training actually starts when one is baptized, whether as an infant or as an adult, the expectation of the church and God himself is that you begin to grow. Okay? You grow in all ramifications of your life as a Christian. So it can be useful to yourself. Your Christian faith can be useful to you and useful to God. And one of the responsibilities you have in your Christian training is the ability to engage your spirit. Be, the ability to be able to engage your spirit, especially in the act of worship. As a matter of fact, it is expected that you engage your spirit all the time. That's what it means to say one is living in the spirit. To engage your spirit is a consciousness you sustain. It affects the way you pray, it affects the way you sing. Everything you do, you do it with from the bowel of your soul. Okay? There's this consciousness. Or S, if you don't develop that, you will see yourself just operating on the flesh. You know, do it carnally. There's no difference between your talking out there with somebody and then you're talking to God. Uh, there's no difference between singing any song outside there and singing to God. I think the choir people they say to sing is what? To, to pray twice. So, they must sustain a consciousness. And anything that comes out of you represents your spirit. You know. And in the course of that, that over time, through, uh, you know, people who are who drink in the spirit, that when you are singing or when you are praying, you pray from your womb, the womb of your heart. You sing from the womb of your heart. And so, the song and the whatever you say comes from the depth of your heart. Even Jesus himself said it. Say, out of the what? The abundance of the heart. <laughs> and when you do it that way, you will see that it has some grace around it. It carries grace. It carries some kind of atmosphere. That's basically the language there. It carries some kind of atmosphere. So you must struggle to sustain that type of disposition. 
the, the charismatic, they tell you when they are praying, say, please, enter the spirit, enter the spirit, you know. <laughs> enter the spirit. They want to maintain that consciousness. The church itself says active participation, meaning that your spirit must be actively involved. Very important. Have you noticed, among us Catholics, they go to Mass, they can keep quiet from the beginning of the Mass to the end. They don't say a word. The, a vast category of people just are there. The Lord be with you. This is the word of the Lord. Lift up your heart. What we are doing is not for them. Not that they decided to do it, but there is a laxity in their spirit. They don't communicate. Then there's another group who get involved. You hear their voice, but their minds are not connected. Their minds are not connected. You understand? Their minds are not connected. Then the small group are those who are connected. Those who are connected. You know? Those who are connected. So, which group do you belong to? Which group do you belong to? Are you conscious of what you are doing? Are you sustaining that consciousness? Because that consciousness is not actually... You know, triggers your growth in the spirit. Because as you are conscious, God can be dropping things in your spirit. And you see yourself getting pregnant all the time. Your spirit will be alive. But if you are just there, you are just doing for doing sake, you know. No, 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 you can't get connected. You can't. And the whole thing will not benefit you. That's why one of the ways to help yourself connect is not to be distracted. When you come, don't get distracted by people. Because as we come here like this, you know, there is a lot of distraction, you know. Somebody passes, somebody does this, you want to look at everything, you want to, you will be distracted. And once you are distracted, you can't connect. Very important, you know. So then just take note of that. That's so why we can really embellish our souls. We are, we are doing a lot, and so let us not be like people who toil so much and read very little. Um, the the readings of the read, James continues again, where we stopped yesterday about guarding our lives. That the three greatest doors through which the devil releases his onslaught against our lives is through our what? Our tongue, our what, our heart, and then our what, our bodies. But the first of the first of all is the heart. He wants to dominate your heart. Once he dominates your heart, he now dominates your tongue. He uses your tongue to proclaim whatever he has crystallized in your in your heart. Then whatever you say will definitely show up in your body. You see. So part of a Christian growth is that as you grow and you learn this 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 reality, you will guard yourself. And then begin to let, when the Bible says speaking in tongues, it's not just speaking in tongues the way we say it, but speaking the gospel language. It's a gospel language. The Bible says that those of them who are redeemed don't say they are sick. They don't say they are dying. They don't say, my life is finished. Those are salacious languages when it comes to the journey of faith. The Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. You see, you don't confess what the devil is trying to impose upon your life. You confess the content of your faith. The Bible says the righteous shall live by faith. So what is in your faith? That's where you live from. Okay? So James you know, uh, uh, talked about it today. That we must be very careful. He says, let every man be quick to hear, but slow to speak. For you, for, for you to maintain some level of uh, you know, uh, 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 agility in speaking, it means that you have to be conscious of yourself. You know, slow to speak, slow to anger. Slow to anger. He said, for the anger of men does not work the righteousness of God. These are very practical. The anger of men does not what? work the righteousness of God. Then why do we get angry? Why do we get inflamed? Why do we get raged? Why? Why? It means your soul has been conquered. It means your soul is that it's a siege. It doesn't matter how we brandish ourselves. A few years ago, when I was reading on this, the Lord began to deal with me because where I had my, big, in the, my major encounter was in healing. I was someone who was very sick when I was young. So sick that the hospital could not help me. My father was always, you know, hopeless. You know, I, 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 the pictures are still very, very, you know, uh, fresh in my mind. Between the age of 15, that to 20, 22, 23, 24 years, it was, a, it was hell for me. Every year I get sick, three, four, five months. You know, terrible sickness that they can't decipher what is wrong, but you see me, I will machine with all kinds of pores all over my body. 
All kinds of strange things are just happening to me. And it happens every year. It happens every year. I was a church person. I was going to church and all kinds of things. I was serving at mass. Okay? But when the Lord began to teach me, began to train me on how to be liberated, one of the things he made me understand is that you must grow in love. That one of the things that hosts sickness in, human, in people's body is what? Is pain, rage, anger. These are hosts that keep sickness. Are you aware that scientists nowadays too, they have begun to talk about it, incurring cancer, there's a session where they take people to counsel them to forgive before the further process of helping to recover from cancer. And there have been records as they say that those of them who are Catholics, they are more open to receiving healing faster than those who are not Catholics because they are used to already going to confession because that's where they pour out their hearts. So we must understand that the anger of men does not work the righteousness of God. So if it's not working the righteousness of God, it's working the righteousness of death. That's why you must grow as a Christian. Work to grow in love. Are you aware too that the power of your prayer is not how many prayers you make, how many times you spend in prayer, it's but how much of love sustains your prayer. Are you aware of that? The power of your prayer is the amount of love that your soul has crystallized. Not whether you shout, not whether you jump around and see fire, or you spend hours and spend, and your soul has some bitterness, some anger, some all those things. No, no, no. Your prayer will have less power. As the Lord began to train me in the deliverance ministry, sometimes I've done, gone to do some deliverance and I was really embarrassed. And I said, Lord, why? I'm, I'm anointed. He said, yes, you're anointed, but your soul has darkness. I said, what do you mean by that? He said, you have no love. Let go this, let go this, let go this. I began to train myself to deal with hot, deal with hot, accumulated negative energies that one small thing will happen. You will get so angry. They'll be asking, is it because of this small thing? It's not that small thing that happened. No. It is accumulated once in the past. That's why when you begin to grow, grow in love, the next level the love will take you to is you don't take offense. You can be irritated, but you don't take offense and make it a, and make a case out of it. When you are like that, darkness has taken over your soul. You are looking good outside, but inside, darkness is one driving you like a driver. On that realm, your prayer is nullified. You lack spiritual power to be able to pray the things of God. Yourself, you have no peace. Then you are having vassals that will host sickness. Any sickness that comes one day will find accommodation there. Because the thing that brings sickness is there. Bitterness, rage, hurt, anger, unforgiveness. That's why no matter the case you have with anybody, no matter how dirty the, the case is, child of God is not for you. The Lord said, leave vengeance for God. And without love, love is the ingredient that makes for Christian growth. So you must pursue it. Look at your life very well. Those areas in your life where the devil has tied you down. And every time that area is, is touched, ah, anger comes, uh, offense will come, you will be enraged. Go and deal with it. Don't even pray about another thing. Go there and deal with it. Make sure you keep praying and say, Lord, give me grace to conquer this dimension. Because that is where the devil has punctured your life. He's taking that access into you. This is also offenses must surely come. So James is asking us to work on that seriously. Therefore, put away all filthiness and ranks of growth of wickedness. See, ranks of growth of what? Wickedness. And receive with meekness the implanted word. The implanted word, which is able to save your soul. Why is the devil filling your heart with all these things we're talking about? Because he doesn't want the word of God to have his place richly in your, in your heart. Many say, Father, I don't understand. This is what you're talking about all the time. How can I do it? I have tried. It doesn't come. Yes, because there, there's, no, there's no room left again. All the people are occupied with cases, with hearts, with unforgiveness, with selfishness. And all kinds of human, um, whatever we, we, we talk about. 
So when the world comes to take you through your life, everything is occupied. Flush yourself. It is something you do deliberately. You go into yourself, look at the history of all the things that have hurt you, write them down, and begin to address them. Yes, I'm closing this case. This case, I'm closing it. I'm closing it. After that, you squeeze it, burn it, and say, as I'm burning here, no more reference to you again. You are a closed case. Are you aware that witchcraft, witchcraft you knows strive more? Where there's hurt, where there's anger, where there's uh, all this rancor, and the rest of them. Witchcraft opens. That's the fuel that powers witchcraft. It's very rare to see a small girl that is a, a, a real wizard. But the elderly ones who have accumulated so much hurt over the years, they are the ones who have the propensity to carry that spell that promotes witchcraft. Very important. Finally, James now says, be the doers of the word and not just the hearers. It's a battle. It's a battle. Fight against yourself. Conquer yourself. That ego that is there, that powers, because without ego, nobody will be offended. Without ego, nobody will be offended. Take away ego. Hmm. The ship has no ego. Man, you see, it just run away. Kick it, it's run away. He has no ego inside of him. But once you are having your pride, this is me, and you are sustaining it, whether overtly or covertly, you know, some, some, their own is, is shown everywhere. Some is inside. Until you dare touch that area, you will see the thing come out like a lion. They will roar out. Come on. And the anger will overtake you. Your body will be a what? Shaking like this. So you can't, you will say nonsense. You want to, you want to stop, you can't stop. And if the opponent is the one that is like, also like you, you wire you one, you wire two, then the thing increases again. You think it's a small thing. You don't know it's a monster. Each time it is triggered, it enters another level of glory. Until it overcomes you, you do something strange. Then your eye will open. He's sitting there quietly, eating his food every day. You must conquer yourself. Conquer your ego. You are the one to conquer it. Nobody will conquer it for you. No amount of prayer can do it. You are the one to sit down and tell yourself the truth. Until you arrest that spirit. You cannot grow in the Lord. You can't walk in victory. And let me tell you, one secret of the Spirit, the longer they stay, the longer they gain ascendancy in your life. But one thing is that before you die, they will torment you. They will torment you. The Bible says, even when they are young, when they are old, they shall be full of sap, still green. Why is that those who are advancing in age, uh, they are always sick? They say, no, it's old age. It's not old age. The Lord said it's not what old age. If the Spirit of God is in you, even your old age is still strong. What brings this is accumulated hearts. And check well. Have you noticed some people who are very, very old who are sick? When you go to them and talk with them, you see that sometimes they are so insensitive. They are still very angry. Have you taken care of someone who is sick, who is old? Who is old? Have you noticed that? They are easily, they say they can do anything to you. I'm wondering. You are sick, you are still acting like this. Because their heart is so darkened. You are respecting an old person, but you see that his heart has grown wide. So insensitive. They can't talk anyhow. Accumulated hurt, accumulated revenge, accumulated unforgiveness. Dear child of God, don't allow your heart to carry this garbage. Deal with it. Deal with it. Pray about it. God, tell God, please remove this from my heart. My child is here. The Lord will feel just flush it from you and give you a heart of flesh instead. At this mass, we come to Jesus again. We ask Him, Lord, finish up the work you have started. We are baptized. We receive, your, we receive your body and blood every day. But we want to grow. We want to come out of all these shackles and have eternal peace in our hearts. May God bless us with the of Christ, our Lord. First, uh, part of our Christian training, the, the basic Christian training actually starts when one is baptized, whether as an infant or as an adult, the expectation of the church and God himself is that you begin to grow. Okay? 
you grow in all ramifications of your life as a Christian. So it can be useful to yourself. Your Christian faith can be useful to you and useful to God. And one of the responsibilities you have in your Christian training is the ability to engage your spirit. The ability to be able to engage your spirit, especially in the act of worship. As a matter of fact, it is expected that you engage your spirit all the time. That's what it means to say one is living in the spirit. To engage your spirit is a consciousness you sustain. It affects the way you pray, it affects the way you sing. Everything you do, you do it with from the bowel of your soul. Okay? There's this consciousness. Or else, if you don't develop that, you will see yourself just operating on the flesh. You know, do it carnally. There's no difference between your talking out there with somebody and then your talking to God. Uh, there's no difference between singing any song outside there and singing to God. I think the choir people they say to sing is what to, to pray twice. So. They must sustain a consciousness. And anything that comes out of you represents your spirit. You know. And in the course of that, that over time, through, uh, you know, people who are who drink in the spirit, so that when you are singing or when you are praying, you pray from your womb, the womb of your heart. You sing from the womb of your heart. And so, the song and the whatever you say comes from the depth of your heart. Even Jesus himself said it. Say, out of the what? The abundance of the heart. <laughs> and when you do it that way, you will see that it has some grace around it. It carries grace. It carries some kind of atmosphere. That's basically the language there. It carries some kind of atmosphere. So you must struggle to sustain that type of disposition. In the charismatic, they tell you when they are praying, say, please, enter the spirit. Enter the spirit, you know. <laughs> enter the spirit. They want to maintain that consciousness. The church itself says active participation, meaning that your spirit must be actively involved. Very important. Have you noticed, among us Catholics, they go to Mass. They can keep quiet from the beginning of the Mass to the end. They don't say a word. The a vast category of people just are there. The Lord be with you. This is the word of the Lord. Lift up your heart. What we are doing is not for them. Not that they decided to do it, but there is a laxity in their spirit. They don't communicate. Then there is another group who get involved. You hear their voice, but their minds are not connected. Their minds are not connected. You understand? Their minds are not connected. Then the small group are those who are connected. Those who are connected. You know? Those who are connected. So, which group do you belong to? Which group do you belong to? Are you conscious of what you are doing? Are you sustaining that consciousness? Because that consciousness is not actually... You know, triggers your growth in the spirit because as you are conscious, God can be dropping things in your spirit, and you see yourself getting pregnant all the time. Your spirit, your life. But if you're just there, you're just doing for doing sake, you know, no, 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 you can't get connected. You can't. And the whole thing will not benefit you. That's why one of the ways to help yourself connect is not to be distracted. When you come, don't get distracted by people. Because as we come here like this, you know, there's a lot of distraction, you know. Somebody passes, somebody does easy. You want to look at everything. You want to, you will be distracted. And once you are distracted, you can't connect. Very important, you know. So let's just take note of that. That's why we can really embellish our souls. We are, we are doing a lot. And so let us not be like people who toil so much and reap very little. Um, the the readings of the read, James continues again where we stopped yesterday about guarding our lives. That the three greatest doors through which the devil releases onslaught against our lives is through our what? Our tongue, our what, our heart, and then our what, our bodies. But the first of the first of all is the heart. He wants to dominate your heart. Once he dominates your heart, he now dominates your tongue. He uses your tongue to proclaim whatever he has crystallized in your in your heart. 
then whatever you say will definitely show up in your body. You see. So part of a Christian growth is that as you grow and you learn this, this, this reality, you will guard yourself. And then begin to let when the Bible says speaking in tongues, it's not just speaking in tongues the way we say it, but speaking the gospel language. It's a gospel language. The Bible says that those of them who are redeemed don't say they are sick. They don't say they are dying. They don't say my life is finished. Those are salacious languages when it comes to the journey of faith. The Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. You see, you don't confess what the devil is trying to impose upon your life. You confess the content of your faith. The Bible says the righteous shall live by faith. So what is your faith? That's where you live from. Okay? So James you know, uh, uh, talked about it today. That we must be very careful. He said, let every man be quick to hear, but slow to speak. For you, for, for you to maintain some level of uh, you know, uh, 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 agility in speaking, it means that you have to be conscious of yourself. You know, slow to speak, slow to anger. Slow to anger. He said, for the anger of men does not work the righteousness of God. These are very practical. The anger of men does not what? work the righteousness of God. Then why do we get angry? Why do we get inflamed? Why do we get raged? Why? Why? It means your soul has been conquered. It means your soul is that it's a siege. It doesn't matter how we brandish ourselves. A few years ago, when I was reading on this, the Lord began to deal with me because where I had my, big, in the, my major encounter was in healing. I was someone who was very sick when I was young. So sick that the hospital could not help me. My father was always, you know, hopeless. You know, I, 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 the pictures are still very, very, you know, uh, fresh in my mind. Between the age of 15, down to 20, 22, 23, 24 years, it was, a, it was hell for me. Every year I get sick, three, four, five months. You know, terrible sickness that they can't decipher what is wrong, but you see me, I will machine with all kinds of pores all over my body. All kinds of strange things are just happening to me. And it happens every year. It happens every year. I was a church person. I was going to church and all kinds of things. I was having a mass. Okay? But when the Lord began to teach me, began to train me on how to be liberated, one of the things he made me understand is that you must grow in love. That one of the things that hosts sickness in, in people's body is what? Is pain, rage, anger. These are hosts that keep sickness. Are you aware that scientists nowadays too, they are beginning to talk about it. In current cancer, there's a session where they take people to counsel them to forgive before the further process of helping to recover from cancer. And there have been records that they say that those of them who are Catholics, they are more open to receiving healing faster than those who are not Catholics because they are used to already going to confession because that's where they pour out their hearts. So we must understand that the anger of men does not work the righteousness of God. So if it's not working the righteousness of God, it's working the righteousness of death. That's why you must grow as a Christian. Work to grow in love. Are you aware too that the power of your prayer is not how many prayers you make, how many times you spend in prayer, it's but how much of love sustains your prayer. Are you aware of that? The power of your prayer is the amount of love that your soul has crystallized. Not whether you shout, not whether you jump around and say fire, or you spend hours and spend, and your soul has some bitterness, some anger, some other things. No, no, no. Your prayer will have less power. As the Lord began to train me in the deliverance ministry, sometimes I've done gone to do some deliverance and I was really embarrassed. And I said, Lord, why? I'm, I'm anointed. He said, yes, you're anointed, but your soul has darkness. I said, what do you mean by that? He said, you have no love. Let go this, let go this, let go this. I began to train myself to deal with hot, deal with hot. Accumulated negative energies. That one small thing will happen. You will get so angry. They'll be asking, is it because of this small thing? It's not that small thing that happened. No. It is accumulated ones in the past. That's why when you begin to grow, grow in love, the next level the Lord will take you to is you don't take offense. You can be irritated, but you don't take offense. 
and make it a, and make a case out of it. When you are like that, darkness has taken over your soul. You are looking good outside, but inside, darkness is on driving you like a driver. On that realm, your prayer is nullified. You lack spiritual power to be able to pray the things of God. Yourself, you have no peace. Then you are having vassals that will host sickness. Any sickness that come one day will find accommodation there. Because the thing that brings sickness is there. Bitterness, rage, hurt, anger, unforgiveness. That's why no matter the case you have with anybody, no matter how dirty the, the case is, child of God is not for you. The Lord said, leave vengeance for God. And without love, love is the ingredient that makes for Christian growth. So you must pursue it. Look at your life very well. Those areas in your life where the devil has tied you down. And every time that area is, is touched, ah, anger comes, uh, offense will come, you will be rage. Go and deal with it. But if you pray about another thing, go there and deal with it. Make sure you keep praying and say, Lord, give me grace to conquer this dimension. Because that is where the devil has punctured your life. He's taking that access into you. This is also offenses must surely come. So James is asking us to walk on that seriously. Therefore, put away all filthiness and ranks of growth of wickedness. See, ranks of growth of what? Wickedness. And receive with meekness the implanted word. The implanted word, which is able to save your soul. Why is the devil filling your heart with all these things we're talking about? Because he doesn't want the word of God to have its place richly in your, in your heart. Many say, Father, I don't understand. This is what you're talking about all the time. How can I do it? I've tried. It doesn't come. Yes, because there, there's, no, there's no room left again. All the people are occupied with cases, with hearts, with unforgiveness, with selfishness. And all kinds of human, uh, whatever we, we, we talk about. So when the word comes to take you through your life, everything occupied, flush yourself. It is something you do deliberately. You go into yourself, look at the history of all the things that hurt you, write them down, and begin to address them. Yes, I'm closing this case. This case, I'm closing it. I'm closing it. After that, you squeeze it, burn it, and say, as I'm burning here, no more reference to you again. You are a closed case. Are you aware that witchcraft, witchcraft you know, strive more where there's hurt, where there's anger, where there's uh, all this rancor, and the rest of them? Witchcraft opens. That's the fuel that powers witchcraft. It's very rare to see a small girl that is a, a, a real wizard. But the elderly ones who have accumulated so much hurt over the years, they are the ones who have the propensity to carry that spell that promotes witchcraft. Very important. Finally, James now says, be the doers of the word and not just the hearers. It's a battle. It's a battle. Fight against yourself. Conquer yourself. That ego that is there, that powers, because without ego, nobody will be offended. Without ego, nobody will be offended. Take away ego. Hmm. The ship has no ego. Man, you see, it just run away. Kick it, it's run away. He has no ego inside of it. But once you are having your pride, this is me, and you are sustaining it, whether overtly or covertly, you know, some, some they, their own is, is shown everywhere. Some is inside. Until you get touch that area, you will see the thing come out like a lion. to grow out. Come on. And the anger will overtake you. Your body will be a what? Shaking like this. So you, can't, you will say nonsense. You want, to, you want to stop. You can't stop. And if the opponent is the one that is like, also like you, you wire you one, you wire two, then the thing increases again. You think it's a small thing. You don't know it's a monster. Each time it is triggered, it enters another level of glory. Until it overcomes you, you do something strange. Then your eye will open. It's sitting there quietly, eating his food every day. You must conquer yourself. Conquer your ego. You are not to conquer it. Nobody will conquer it for you. No amount of prayer can do it. You are not to sit down and tell yourself the truth. Until you arrest that spirit. You cannot grow in the Lord. You can't walk in victory. And let me tell you, once six of the Spirit, the longer they stay, 
the longer they gain ascendance in your life. But one thing is that before you die, they will torment you. They will torment you. The Bible says, even when they are young, when they are old, they shall be full of sap, still green. Why is that those who are advancing in age, uh, they are always sick? They say, no, it's old age. It's not old age. The Lord said it's not what old age. If the Spirit of God is in you, even your old age is still strong. What brings this is accumulated hearts. And check well. Have you noticed some people who are very, very old who are sick? When you go to them and talk with them, you see that sometimes they are so insensitive. They are still very angry. Have you taken care of someone who is sick, who is old? Who is old? Have you noticed that? They are easily, they say they can do anything to you. I'm wondering, you are sick, you are still acting like this. Because their heart is so darkened. You are respecting an old person, but you see that his heart has grown wide. So insensitive. Can't talk anyhow. Accumulated hurt. Accumulated revenge. Accumulated unforgiveness. Dear child of God, don't allow your heart to carry this garbage. Deal with it. Deal with it. Pray about it. God, tell God, please remove this from my heart. My child says, here, the Lord will feel just flush it from you and give you a heart of flesh instead. At this Mass, we come to Jesus again. We ask him, Lord, finish up the work you have started. We are baptized. We receive, your, we receive your body and blood every day. But we want to grow. We want to come out of all these shackles and have eternal peace in our hearts. May God bless you and ask for Christ our Lord. Uh, part of our Christian training, the, the, the basic Christian training actually starts when one is baptized, whether as an infant or as an adult, the expectation of the church and God himself is that you begin to grow, okay? You grow in all ramifications of your life as a Christian. So it can be used to yourself your Christian faith can be useful to you and useful to God. And one of the responsibilities you have in your Christian training is the ability to engage your spirit. The ability to be able to engage your spirit, especially in the act of worship. As a matter of fact, it is expected that you engage your spirit all the time. That's what it means to say one is living in the spirit. To engage your spirit is a consciousness you sustain. It affects the way you pray, it affects the way you sing, everything you do, you do it with from the bowel of your soul. Okay? There's this consciousness. Or else, if you don't develop that, you will see yourself just operating on the flesh. You know, do it carnally. There's no difference between your talking out there with somebody and then you're talking to God. Uh, they don't do it between singing any song outside there and singing to God. I think the choir people they say to sing is what to, to pray twice. So they mu- must sustain a consciousness, and anything that comes out of you represents your spirit, you know. And in the course of that, that over time, through uh, you know, people who are who trip in the spirit. That when you are singing or when you are praying, you pray from your womb, the womb of your heart. You sing from the womb of your heart. And so, the song and the whatever you say comes from the depth of your heart. Even Jesus himself said it. Say, out of the what? The abundance of the heart. <laughs> and when you do it that way, you will see that it has some grace around it. It carries grace. It carries some kind of atmosphere. That's basically the language there. It carries some kind of atmosphere. So you must struggle to sustain that type of disposition. In the charismatic, they tell you when they are praying, say, please, enter the spirit. Enter the spirit, you know. <laughs> enter the spirit. They want to maintain that consciousness. The church itself says active participation, meaning that your spirit must be actively involved. Very important. Have you noticed, among us Catholics, they go to Mass, 
They can keep quiet from the beginning of the mass to the end. They don't say a word. The, a, a vast category of people just are there. The Lord be with you. This is the word of the Lord. Lift up your heart. What we are doing is not for them. Not that they decided to do it, but there is a laxity in their spirit. They don't communicate. Then there's another group who get involved. You hear their voice, but their minds are not connected. Their minds are not connected. You understand? Their minds are not connected. Then the small group are those who are connected. Those who are connected. You know, those who are connected. So, which group do you belong to? Which group do you belong to? Are you conscious of what you are doing? Are you sustaining that consciousness? Because that consciousness is not actually, you know, triggers your growth in the spirit. Because as you are conscious, God can be dropping things in your spirit. And you see yourself getting pregnant all the time. Your spirit will be alive. But if you're just there, you're just doing for doing sake, you know. No, 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 you can't get connected. You can't. And the whole thing will not benefit you. That's why one of the ways to help yourself connect is not to be distracted. When you come, don't get distracted by people. Because as we come here like this, you know, there's a lot of distraction, you know. Somebody passes, somebody does this, you want to look at everything, you want to, you will be distracted. And once you are distracted, you can't connect. Very important, you know. So let's just take note of that. That's why we can really embellish our souls. We are, we are doing a lot, and so let us not be like people who toil so much and reap very little. Um, the, the reasons of the reason, James continues again, where we're stopping today about guarding our lives. That the three greatest doors through which the devil releases onslaught against our lives is through our what? Our tongue, our what? Our heart, and then our what? Our bodies. But the first of, the first of all is the heart. He wants to dominate your heart. Once he dominates your heart, he now dominates your tongue. He uses your tongue to proclaim whatever he has crystallized in your, in your heart. Then whatever you say will definitely show up in your body. You see? So part of a Christian growth is that as you grow and you learn this, this, this reality, you will guard yourself. And then begin to learn. When the Bible says speaking in tongues, it's not only just speaking in tongues the way we say it, but speaking the gospel language. It's a gospel language. The Bible says that those of them who are redeemed don't say they are sick. They don't say they are dying. They don't say, my life is finished. Those are salacious languages when it comes to the journey of faith. The Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. You see, you don't confess what the devil is trying to impose upon your life. You confess the content of your faith. The Bible says, the righteous shall live by faith. So what is your faith? That's where you live from. Okay? So James you know, uh, uh, talked about it today. That we must be very careful. She wants to say, let every man be quick to hear, but slow to speak. For you, for, for you to maintain some level of uh, you know, uh, 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 agility in speaking, it means that you have to be conscious of yourself. You know, slow to speak, slow to anger. Slow to anger. You say, for the anger of men does not work the righteousness of God. These are very practical. The anger of men. Does not what work the righteousness of God? Then why do we get angry? Why do we get inflamed? Why do we get raged? Why? Why? It means your soul has been conquered. It means your soul is that it's a siege. It doesn't matter how we brandish ourselves. A few years ago, when I was reading on this, the Lord began to deal with me because where I had my big my major encounter was in healing. I was someone who was very sick when I was young. So sick that the hospital could not help me. My father was always, you know, hopeless. You know, I, 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 the pictures are still very, very, you know, uh, fresh in my mind. Between the age of 15, that to 20, 22, 23, 24 years, it was, a, it was hell for me. Every year I get sick, three, four, five months. You know, terrible sickness that they can't decipher what is wrong, but you see me, I will machine with all kinds of pus all over my body. All kinds of strange things are just happening to me. And it happens every year. It happens every year. I was a church person. I was going to church and all kinds of things. I was having a mass. Okay? But when the Lord began to teach me, began to train me on how to be liberated, one of the things he made me understand is that you must grow in love. 
that one of the things that hosts sickness in, in people's body is what? Is pain, rage, anger. These are hosts that keep sickness. Are you aware that scientists nowadays too, they are beginning to talk about it, incurring cancer, there's a session where they take people to counsel them to forgive before you know, the further process of helping to recover from cancer. And there have been records that say that those of them who are Catholics, they are more open to receiving healing faster than those who are not Catholics because they are used to already going to confession because that's where they pour out their hearts. So we must understand that the anger of men does not work the righteousness of God. So if it's not working the righteousness of God, it's working the righteousness of death. That's why you must grow as a Christian. Work to grow in love. Are you aware too that the power of your prayer is not how many prayers you make, how many times you spend in prayer, it's but how much of love sustains your prayer. Are you aware of that? The power of your prayer is the amount of love that your soul has crystallized. Not whether you shout, not whether you jump around and say fire, or you spend hours and spend, and your soul has some bitterness, some anger, some other things. No, no, no. Your prayer will have less power. As the Lord began to train me in the deliverance ministry, sometimes I've done gone to do some deliverance and I was really embarrassed. And I said, Lord, why? I'm, I'm anointed. He said, yes, you're anointed, but your soul has darkness. I said, what do you mean by that? He said, you have no love. Let go this, let go this, let go this. I began to train myself to deal with hot, deal with hot, accumulated negative energies. That one small thing will happen. You will get so angry. They'll be asking, is it because of this small thing? It's not that small thing that happened. It is accumulated ones in the past. That's why when you begin to grow, grow in love, the next level the Lord will take you to is you don't take offense. You can be irritated, but you don't take offense and make it a, and make a case out of it. When you are like that, darkness has taken over your soul. You are looking good outside, but inside, darkness is one driving you like a driver. On that realm, your prayer is nullified. You lack spiritual power to be able to pray the things of God. Yourself, you have no peace. Then you are having vassals that will host sickness. Any sickness that comes one day will find accommodation there. Because the thing that breeds sickness is there. Bitterness, rage, hurt, anger, unforgiveness. That's why no matter the case you have with anybody, no matter how dirty the, the case is, child of God is not for you. The Lord said, leave vengeance for God. And without love, love is the ingredient that makes for Christian growth. So you must pursue it. Look at your life very well. Those areas in your life where the devil has tied you down. And every time that area is, is touched, ah, anger comes, uh, offense will come, you will be enraged. Go and deal with it. But if you pray about another thing, go there and deal with it. Make sure you keep praying and say, Lord, give me grace to conquer this dimension. Because that is where the devil has punctured your life. He's taking that access into you. This is also offenses must surely come. So James is asking us to work on that seriously. Therefore, put away all filthiness and ranks of growth of wickedness. See, ranks of growth of what? Wickedness. And receive with meekness the implanted word. The implanted word. Which is able to save your soul. Why is the devil filling your heart with all these things we're talking about? Because he doesn't want the word of God to have its place richly in your, in your heart. Many say, Father, I don't understand. This is what you are talking about all the time. How can I do it? I've tried. It doesn't come. Yes, because they, there's, no, there's no room left again. All the people are occupied with cases, with hurt, with unforgiveness, with selfishness, and all kinds of human um, whatever we, we, we talk about. So when the word comes to take you through your life, everything is occupied. Flush yourself. It is something you do deliberately. You go into yourself, look at the history of all the things that hurt you, write them down, and begin to address them. Yes, I'm closing this case. This case, I'm closing it. I'm closing it. After that, you squeeze it, burn it, and say, as I'm burning here, no more reference to you again. You are a closed case. 
Are you aware that witchcraft, witchcraft you knows thrive more where there's hot, where there's anger, where there's uh, all this rancor and the rest of them? Witchcraft operates. That's the fuel that powers witchcraft. It's very rare to see a small girl that is a, a, a real wizard. But the elderly ones who have accumulated so much hot over the years, they are the ones who have the propensity to carry that spell that promotes witchcraft. Very important. Finally, James now says, be the doers of the word and not just the hearers. It's a battle. It's a battle. Fight against yourself. Conquer yourself. That ego that is there, that powers, because without ego, nobody will offend you. Without ego, nobody will be offended. Take away ego. Hmm. The ship has no ego. Man, you see, it's just run away. Kick it, it's run away. He has no ego inside of him. But once you are having your pride, this is me, and you are sustaining it, whether overtly or covertly, you know, some, some, they, their own is, is shown everywhere. Some is inside. Until you get touch that area, you will see the thing come out like a lion. To grow out. Come on. And the anger will overtake you. Your body will be a what? Shaking like this. So you can you will say nonsense. You want to you want to stop, you can't stop. And if the opponent is the one that is like also like you, you wire so one, you wire two, then the thing increases again. You think it's a small thing, you don't know it's a monster. Each time it is triggered, it enters another level of glory. Until it overcomes you, you do something strange, then your eye will open. Is sitting there quietly, eating his food every day. You must conquer yourself. Conquer your ego. You are the one to conquer it. Nobody will conquer it for you. No amount of prayer can do it. You are the one to sit down and tell yourself the truth. Until you arrest that spirit, you cannot grow in the Lord. You can't walk in victory. And let me tell you, once six of the spirit, the longer they stay, the longer they gain ascendance in your life. But one thing is that before you die, they will torment you. They will torment you. The Bible says, even when they are young, when they are old, they shall be full of sap, still green. Why is that those who are advancing in age, uh, they are always sick? They say, no, it's old age. It's not old age. The Lord said it's not what old age. If the Spirit of God is in you, even your old age is strong. What brings this is accumulated hearts. And check well. Have you noticed some people who are very, very old who are sick? When you go to them and talk with them, you see that sometimes they are so insensitive. They are still very angry. Have you taken care of someone who is sick, who is old? Who is old? Have you noticed that? They are easily, they say they can do anything to you. I'm wondering, you are sick, you are still acting like this. Because their heart is so darkened. You are respecting an old person, but you see that his heart has grown wide. So insensitive. Can talk anyhow. Accumulated hurt, accumulated revenge, accumulated unforgiveness. Dear child of God, don't allow your heart to carry this garbage. Deal with it. Deal with it. Pray about it. God, tell God, please remove this from my heart. And it's sincere. The Lord will just flush it from you and give you a heart of flesh instead. At this Mass, we come to Jesus again. We ask Him, Lord, finish up the work you have started. We are baptized. We receive, your, we receive your body and blood every day. But we want to grow. We want to come out of all these shackles and have eternal peace in our hearts. May God bless us. We have surprised our Lord.